Uh, we're going to be joined now by Mohit Rajans with thinkstart.ca. We're talking all about um, technology and the technology stories of the day. Mohit, let's talk about New York City and how they are filing lawsuits against social media, uh, claiming that social media platforms are fueling youth mental health crises. Um, I think a lot of us who would read that headline would say to ourselves, yeah, no duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Is this just the chapter? Is this the chapter we're on in social media and their disparity towards society? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I think a lot of us know that instinctively, that there are some bad things that come from uh, our kids being on these social media platforms, but knowing it and being able to prove it are two different things. Very much so. I think we have uh, three different problems to unpack and what's happening here. Uh, social media companies are being called uh, to, uh, you know, uh, called to task, so to speak. 33 states in the U.S. have filed lawsuits against various social media companies for the same reason that you just described. Parents that are worried about the several iterations of problems that social media has been blamed for in society. Then you also have a political side. We're in the U.S., obviously, moving towards an election. There's this wild west happening on what can and can't be done via social media. Mm -hmm. So you have one side that says, hey, we need to put the brakes on everything social media. And you have another side that says, no, we really need to use social media uh, to our advantage. And then you've got the platform side, which is companies that year after year get fined as a result of lawsuits that are like this and don't see a bottom line difference. Yeah, well, I mean, I, the the irony is the um, that the, the 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 groups that are suing or or actively are hostile towards those social media sites, you'll see them advertising in the millions of dollars on those same sites because they recognize that that's the way that you you get in front of the eyeballs of people you want to influence. So, oh, it, it gets yeah. even it, it gets even worse, Ben. It gets even worse when you think about it. So let's let's unpack that for one quick second. If there's a baseball strike, the baseball media still covers the baseball business, right? Yeah. On social media, you don't see any information about these companies being sued. You don't see any information. Interesting. You can't, you don't Google a bunch of information about Google and their problematic behavior. Go try to Google all the lawsuits against Google. <laughs> You're not going to find that as your first topic that comes up. And so we are in a place now where we can't rely on these same industries to self-regulate. If we don't have these stories, parents aren't going to know that social media companies are, are being sued right now. I mean, there are ways to change uh, corporate behavior. One is through lawsuits. The other is through legislation. Uh, the other is voting with your wallet, I suppose. But that we're, we're past that at this point. Those these companies are so are, are rolling in the dough. They don't. <laughs> you're not going to change that anytime soon. So you've got the legal route and you got the legislative route. And um, which which one do you think would be more successful? Because we've seen we've seen the likes of Mark Zuckerberg hauled before Congress to call to be held to account for the behavior of his company. And yet Facebook keeps being Facebook. Well, Ben, here's the problem with it. All of these businesses that we're talking about have separate business models, Snapchat, Amazon, Meta. They're not all in the same league. Yeah. This isn't one big social media world anymore. They all have different ways of data tracking and building the apps around the apps. In fact, Meta doesn't even call itself Facebook, right? <laughs> You know, yeah. Instagram isn't even considered part of the ecosystem in some cases. I think we're seeing the natural disconnect by these tech companies associated with what their old school version of them were so that they could sort of bury some of their past.
Well, let's move on and talk about advancements in AI. Because, I mean, listen, if we talked every day, there would be a new advancement to talk about every day. And I think we're getting to the point now where proprietary AIs are now, we're, we're hearing about them competing with each other. And, and we talk about AI as if it's one monolith, but it's not. There are different companies doing different things. Certain companies are better at certain things than others. So why don't you give us sort of a lay of the land of where we are today? Well, this week, uh, we've seen a lot of incredible announcements. And just, just this fascinating thing that's happening in 2024 is you can see the AI race happening amongst big tech. So, for example, OpenAI released their Sora text-to-video model and just a demo of it. And that's had the world really up in this idea that, oh, we're getting to a place now where we can text ideas that we have in our heads and they can become instant videos and that's become just this wild west of thought around what it can do from everything from training to misinformation to communication so you'll be hearing a lot about sora as a buzz term right now it's sort of like the next version of chat gpt and what it can do and then you're going to hear also a lot about gemini which is google entering this race to prove out that all of their computing power is going to far outweigh what OpenAI is doing in the AI race right now. And I don't necessarily think they've proven that out with their demos. But what scares me, Ben, is that Google never is pressured to really roll out products as a result of their competition. Yeah. So if they're going out of their way right now to really try to accelerate and get in the zeitgeist of people... It's scaring me that we're going to start to move way too fast when it comes to AI. And somebody like me is going to go from being enthusiastic about this to uh, slightly miffed. Um, it, can, can I tell you, just as a casual observer, Mohit, I'm, 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 I'm not hearing Apple's name referenced in the AI discussion all too much. I mean, I hear that, oh, at some point they're going to add an AI component to a lot of the uh, the tools that we use on our iPhone, but I, I haven't seen that in practice yet. Are they quietly building out an AI juggernaut or are they have they have they been left behind? Well, you brought up a great point to begin this part of the conversation, which is it's not all one thing. In fact, I would imagine that Apple considers themselves a leader in artificial intelligence just based on what they did with Siri for a decade. So I do think that while they are working on their own tools, I don't really think they're going to want to be put in the same sandbox as, as the current artificial general intelligence that we're witnessing. Instead, Apple's going to find a way to culturally find, you know, distinguish itself as a game changer when it's time. I, I would not consider Siri artificial intelligence. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've asked a pretty simple question and she says, here's what I found on the web. It's like, I can do that, Siri. Thank you very much. And frankly, it's, the, get, yeah. it's getting better. I will tell you that much. But you're right. The competition is out there. The, and the, the expectation now is like five years ago, yeah. just a couple of years ago, I don't think anybody had an expectation to get to have an, um, an assistant be any better than here's what I found for you on the web. But now the expectation is uh, we, we are demanding a heck of a lot more. And 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 I, I've got to think that they do not want to be left behind. I mean, look, stranger things have happened than Apple following someone like a Samsung or a Google uh, a couple of years later, and everybody is so impressed that Apple was able to do it. So, so long as they, they find an Apple way to do it at some point, that makes sense for, for a lot of the, uh, 
yeah. uh, the the Apple faithful. Uh, but yeah, the it, Apple faithful. That's exactly yeah. it. What you're referring to is the fact that the Apple faithful don't want to look around and say, "Why does everybody else seem like they're getting a lot out of this AI?" And I'm, you know, I haven't received my Apple upgrade yet. Yeah, I mean, but in I, all I, of this, go sorry, ahead. Ben. No, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say in all of this conversation that we're having. For anybody who runs, whether it's the smallest business or, you know, a, a, a world that they ha- rely on technology, go get curious. You want to get curious about anything that's happening, whether it's through social media or artificial intelligence, because now is not the time to be passive about all of the changes that are happening in the digital world. No, and, and I get that. But I also know that people, people, the, the, the millions of people who, who love their Apple products, one of the things they love about it is, is they say it just works. Right. They don't have to think about it. It's just there and right. it works. And I it's think intuitive. a lot right. of people are hoping that Apple figures it out and then and spoon feeds it to us in a way where we don't have to be early adopters that that, you know, when I want to be able to turn on my phone and use a voice to text uh, option that is far, far superior to what I'm using now. Uh, I want you know, I, 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 I'm hoping that one of these days Apple turns on an AI assistant that, that is just there. And that I don't have to I, I don't have to participate in a learning curve um, where where I'm sort of I'm part of a, a, a continuous beta beta test for uh, open AI or chat GPT. And, and I think a lot of people on who are early adopters of Apple want Apple to figure it out for me. Yeah, I think the the problem, though, is that we refer to a place from knowing what analog feels like to what today feels like. There's an entire society that doesn't have that ability to distinguish between what an assistant is helping them with and what they're actually doing for them. Yeah. And that's where we have, you know, we can't release a an upgrade via the app store and all of a sudden everybody be on the same page about how to use things. Uh, one of the beauties about having this conversation, Ben, is that we can start to decipher, you know, what might be right for our family versus us or what's right for the next generation versus us. But we also we can't move too fast. Right. We yeah. can, we have to have these conversations now so that we're not necessarily looking in hindsight going, oh, yeah, that happened right in front of our eyes. Mohit Rajans, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great weekend. Always a pleasure. Take care, Ben.